0: Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at Burrow.com ACAST. That's Burrow.com ACAST. Burrow.com ACAST.
2: Hello, fellow football fan. In January earlier this year, Iran became the first Asian country to qualify for the 2022 World Cup. Iran, an enormous country with a population of over 84 million people, is absolutely football mad. It's by far the biggest and most watched sport for the Iranian people. We even noticed this on some of 433's social media posts, especially the huge number of followers that originate from Iran. Did you know that more than 1.5 million of our Instagram followers are from Iran? That's almost 5% of our entire following, meaning only four countries in the world have more 433 followers. These revelations made me want to dive into the Iranian football culture. What is football culture like in Iran? What's the place of football in the Iranian society? How is the local football league structured? What are the challenges for an upcoming football talent in Iran? And what's the role of female football fans in the Islamic Republic? In this podcast episode, I'll speak to three people from Tehran, Iran's capital, to get the answers to those questions and to get to know the true story behind Iran's passionate football culture. My name is Sam Verratte, and welcome to the Home of Football.
3: Money. The main problem is money. The structure is not okay, there is no clear step by step plan for your kid.
4: So many women, they got beaten up. It is a really serious, life-threatening issue in Iran.
1: A national team uh, are in the heart of Iranians and getting through to the next level of the World Cup are the, a are the, the very big issue for the Iranian.
2: When FC Porto reclaimed the league title in Portugal this season, they did it with the help of their Iranian striker, Mehdi Taremi who was one of the most important players in the team. By scoring 26 goals for FC Porto this season in all competitions, he was the club's leading goalscorer by quite a distance. Needless to say, he is also one of the leading stars of Iran's national football team. Someone who his country will have to heavily rely on as they embark on yet another World Cup adventure later this year. You can find most of Iran's national team stars spread across Europe. Some other great examples are Sardar Azamun, who plays for Bayer Leverkusen in Germany and Reza Jahan Baks, who plays for Feyenoord in the Netherlands. All these players have millions of followers and are absolutely adored by the Iranian people. To get to know more about the role of football in Iran, I called Behnam Jafarzadeh, a football journalist from Tehran. Hi, Sam. Hi, Behnam. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Great. Good. So, I want to know more about Iranian football culture. What can you tell me about the place of football in the society of Iran?
1: There are five main issue in Iranian life politics, economy, cinema but uh, football is uh, one of the most important once there were uh, more than 10 newspapers in Iran and cover of all of them were about football you know I could say football is the only uh, sport uh, that uh, children do in the school in many parts of Iran. So still is the sport that people follow daily basis. Recently, Iran's Supreme Leader, Ayatollah Khamenei, criticized why children know footballers like Cristiano Ronaldo more than, for example, Iranian scientists. So it showed that the, uh, it's place in the life of Iranians.
2: Although there's a strong passion for the beautiful game in Iran, the domestic league hasn't quite reached the heights of the other leagues around the world. At least it's not quite up to par with the relentless enthusiasm for football in Iran. According to Behnam, the football structure in Iran was better before 1997, when Iran's Islamic revolution took place and Ayatollah Khomeini took over the reins. After the revolution took place, Iran was subjected to a long war subsequently suppressing football development in the country.
1: If uh, uh, you want to assess development of football in Iran, there is a big gap because of the revolution in Iran. Uh, before the revolution, the clubs uh, was uh, more organized and uh, uh, administration tried to encourage uh, people to export uh, and even we have uh, asian cup of nation in iran and uh, other big events but after the revolution we uh, had a long war and uh, it made a big gap in uh, development of a, a sport in iran and after that because of sanctions the administration had many difficulties uh, regarding pay money for the sport. So I could say that in 1970s, the Iranian clubs had uh, more facilities and infrastructure uh, than today. Re- regarding talented players, uh, we still uh, have many uh, good players in Iran League. But regarding facilities and infrastructure, the level is not very high. But money. The main problem is money, you know. There are traditional sources to make money for the football clubs, but none of them are available for Iranian clubs. For example, TV rights or selling shirts and other uh, club products, Uh, none of them are available in Iran because we have a a state TV and they don't pay the right of the broadcasting to the clubs. Even many of the players sign just one year Uh, contract with the clubs, so the the club uh, couldn't uh, sell them after the end of the contract. And and, uh, almost all of the clubs are belonging to the government, and they have to pay money to the clubs. And, uh, you know, the, the structure is not organized, and so we are in a very bad loop.
2: The Iranian government controls most aspects of football in Iran. The state even owns many of the country's most successful clubs, including Persepolis and Esteghlal, Iran's biggest football clubs, both originating from the capital, Tehran.
1: For example, Persepolis and Esteghlal, Tehran big giants, are belonging to the Ministry of Sport and Youth Affairs. Or, for example, there are several clubs that belong to other ministries. You know, actually... This make many quarrel between the fans of big clubs, for example, they are uh, like children of uh, one parents, and one of them think the parents pay attention more to that sibling, <laughs> you know. And and for for example, Paris Police won Iran League for five season in a row, and Estelade fans think. The minister of sport paid more attention to the purse Police because his son was a fan of the purse Police, you know, and and the, 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 there was there were many many speculation regarding this issue, and finally Estelar this season won the league. After that, Minister work ended with the previous
2: government. The fact that many of these clubs are state-owned is something that the Asian Football Confederation disapproves of. It's one of the reasons the clubs were banned from the Asian Champions League this year. Needless to say, football development can be challenging in Iran. However, Iran has an enormous amount of football talent. More and more Iranian players make their way to European clubs. So I wondered, what is it like to be a young, upcoming football talent in Iran? I got in touch with Ali Esfandiara a software developer from Tehran. His son, Parsa, is a 12-year-old football talent who plays for a decent academy in Tehran. Here's Ali on Parsa's dreams of becoming a football player. Hello. Hello, Ali. How are you? How are you? Fine, thanks. Your son, Parsa, is a young football talent in Iran. Can you tell me what his dreams are in the world of football?
3: Parsa is a kid. And uh, the kid has uh, uh, always have lots of dreams, and uh, even Parsa, when uh, want to take a bath, I hear that he is speaking with himself, and uh, under the shower, <laughs> and, uh, me and my wife is laughing at him <laughs> together, and he imagine himself. In a, all the time, he imagined himself in a, a final match in European League, especially Champions League, and uh, he imagined that he plays in Barcelona or FC Bayern or Real Madrid. He dreams a lot. He used to dream. Every day he dreams. But between his dreams and his Reality here, uh, yeah, the structure of here, there there is a wide distance between the uh, basement here and his
2: dreams. So there's a big gap between Parsa's dream of becoming a professional football star and the structure he's developing in, in Iran. Here's Ali on the football structure for upcoming football talents in Iran.
3: Parsa is training at uh, Tupan Academy at the moment. Tupan is uh, one of the best youth academy in Tehran, and he has a good trainers, and uh, at the moment he trains every day. Everything is good, but in Iran level, because uh, the football level of Iran is very lower than European countries, uh, especially Netherlands, Germany, or, uh, or the other one. There is no structure here, uh, nothing at all. Uh, and if you have a talented kid, uh, you have to find uh, better solutions uh, by try and catch. And uh, you can find uh, better trainers, but there is no uh, systematic structure here to lead uh, these kids to uh, better uh, opportunities. At the moment, we had to move parcel between uh, a few clubs uh, to find better option. But the, the most important things is uh, the clubs here is not have a total plan for kids. For example, most of them, uh, don't have uh, mental training uh, they, they don't have body training and uh, most of them fo- uh, ha- uh, is focused on uh, football just football not the other ones uh, but but you know that the the club should be cover everything but uh, none of them do that. Even uh, the famous clubs uh, like Persepolis, Esserlal in Iran, they don't have any good foundation and uh, good uh, structure for kids. For, for youth academies, they don't have any good basic structure. When you know that the structure is not okay and uh, there is no a clear... Uh, step-by-step plan for your kid, uh, there isn't uh, any step-by-step plan here. You already uh, should be in afraid because you, you, you're not sure because after this step, there is a, a better opportunity for next step. And even uh, because I'm not a professional in football, I'm a programmer, I'm a uh, computer man and uh, i i have my experience in my job but in football uh, i should trust uh, to the trainers 99 percent are not professional and uh, uh, it's difficult to find a clear step-by-step way for your kid and uh, even I searched, searched a lot to find a good uh, opportunity who knows that what's the requirement in this step that your kid in, and uh, help him to improve himself in every part. For example, in body training, in mental training, in uh, technique, in in everything, and that ca- can cover everything and grow the kid step by step.
0: Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
2: Ali is counting down the days until Parsa is old enough to legally make the move to a European football academy so he can play with better kids in a better structure. But until that day comes, you will try to keep his son's dream alive.
3: All the time, I tell him that if you're trying hard, you can uh, find your dreams true, one day maybe. Uh, but it's very important for you to uh, not not get tired and not disappointi- disappointed. Uh, just focus on your dreams, just focus on your goal and uh, continue because uh, Many things uh, maybe uh, disappoint the kid, uh, but uh, at the moment he trains every day. He has lots of dreams, lots of a force. Maybe in uh, near future, I, I I'm not sure. Maybe we can prepare a better opportunity for him. But at the moment, unfortunately, <laughs> fortunately Parsa is very good. Unfortunately, the structure is not good.
2: Iran has a brilliant fan culture in its national league, the Persian Gulf Pro League. I looked some videos up from the derbies between, for example, Esteglal and Persepolis. It's amazing to see so many fans support their local teams. But only half of the population can participate in it, because the government has opposed allowing women into the stadiums for decades. However, there's an activist movement consisting of inspiring Iranian women. Who love football and are demanding change. They operate under the name Open Stadiums. I reached out to them, and they were willing to tell their story, albeit without using their real name in order to protect their identities. How should I call you?
4: I don't know, Sara Maybe like it's a pseudonym, but uh, we use it to protect our identity because uh, this movement that uh, like we started and we are. Pushing forward, uh, it's also uh, you know causing security threats to us. Yeah. Uh, so we use the pseudonym.
2: What kind of uh, threats are you talking about? then?
4: You know, in general, if you are talking about women's rights in Iran, uh, like it's mostly got punished over the all these years that we are uh, working because uh, basically you are saying no to those uh, you know rules or laws that but imposed to you. Uh, The other way is that um, we, like, made life difficult for, uh, like, Iran's Football Federation and, uh, you know, people around it because they had to, like, answer to our request and our, uh, like, huge campaign now we have. They cannot have a match normally, like before that they had with only men, Nowadays, every match, it causes trouble for them because they, you know, women are not there and we are not, you know, getting silent. They are really, you know, brutal in the way when they are arrest you or, um, you know, they put you in a solidarity confinement, all these things. They act like a, you are a criminal, total t- criminal. So many women, they got beaten up. They took their, uh, you know, phones and everything. So they had to. Go to the court for that. And many times you know when they are really individual or they are they are not an activist or belong to a group. Uh, so their story is not getting uh, you know, told to the you know, media. But it is a really serious life-threatening issue in Iran if you are an activist for this matter. You uh, might get accused uh, of spooners have a, a you know relationship with the foreign enemies. All these like big titles, which might put you in a long-term prisons. Yes.
2: So you know, for this podcast, you know, I can hear your voice now very clearly. You know, if I will pub- publish this podcast with your voice like this, will you get in trouble?
4: Yes, maybe, uh, but uh, you know, for um, Long time. Uh, I was really avoiding to, you know, I was just doing the press release and, the, you know, uh, something on paper. But then, I think it's really important that uh, we try to um, not let this story got for, you know, uh, forgot uh, forgotten by the, you know, media and the uh, listeners and football fans. So, despite the fact that it's gonna be dangerous for me, but I take this risk. and um, I just want uh, you know your listeners and anyone in this field, they know that our fight is still is you know uh, continuing, and uh, we are still fighting.
2: The activist movement to allow Iranian women into football stadiums began in 2005. They want the world to know that there's a country where half of the population can't physically watch a game in the stadium. Some of these activists even started a campaign in which they dressed like men in order to watch games undercover. But this meant they didn't wear their hijabs. When they were caught, they were jailed or exiled. The saddest story is of a young woman named Sahar Kodayari also known as Blue Girl. She set herself on fire after she believed she would be jailed for six months after being caught trying to enter a stadium in the Asian Champions League disguised as a man. Since the death of Blue Girl, pressure on FIFA grew to take action. In the beginning of 2022, some women were allowed into the stadium when Iran qualified for the Qatar World Cup after beating Iraq. According to the government of Iran, 2,000 out of the 10,000 tickets were sold to women, which was also reported by international media such as CNN and BBC. But Sarah from open stadiums doesn't believe this. She thinks the media are being manipulated. Sarah thinks the government handpicks a small group of women, mainly social media influencers, connected to the government, to enter the stadium. This results in a lot of pictures and videos from a small group of women attending a game, while women from the main public still can't buy tickets.
4: This is the most problematic thing because it's a long journey, right, from 2005, 2006. So we really know very well our state, our sports federations. Basically, they don't sell tickets to women, to the actual fans. They only uh, bring this uh, you know, group of women to the stadiums. And from the images, you show, yeah, there is women inside the stadium. But... No one really questioning how these women are inside the stadium. Did anyone, you know, bought a ticket or not? Our problem is that now FIFA is changing the narrative. They are pretending that women are inside the stadium. For example, uh, the first match after the COVID, they were like, "Eh, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 women inside the stadium. Uh, they were like doing Instagram live. Uh, they releasing lots of images on social media. And I remember, and it was maybe one of the saddest moments because you expecting international organizations based in Switzerland, they don't follow a manipulation of, a, you know, country like, you know, Iran that it is, they just want to, you know, we women from the public spaces. The thing was, the headline, I remember it was CNN. And then FIFA, it says, uh, yeah, we are happy that uh, women again were inside the stadiums. But the fact was, all, most of those women inside the stadiums a week before. They were Instagram celebrities. They went to the uh, sports ministry. They got invited to there. And... Basically, they got sort of permission or ticket to attend this uh, specific, you know, World Cup qualification match. And they were there. They pretend that, you know, women are there. But I had a like screenshot of all the process that no women could buy a ticket at that match. So we are at this critical moment that we really need being really clear how it is instead of just looking at some images and think, OK, you know, more or less women are going to the stadiums in Iran, which is not true.
2: Sarah is a fanatic Esteghlal supporter from Tehran. And last season, her club was crowned champions of Iran for the first time in years. But unfortunately for her as a woman, she wasn't allowed to join in on the celebrations inside the stadium.
4: I have to tell you, like, it, it was nine years we didn't, you know, uh, you know, won a championship. And this year, I got really hurt, honestly, as a fan, that all the men went to the stadium and celebrate our championship after nine years. And us, we were, like, behind the doors. It, it was so painful, honestly. Because you, you want to be there. Remember the blue girl that she wanted to be there, too. But basically, we are getting ignored totally.
2: Thank you very much, uh, Sarah, for, for taking the time to talk to me today and uh, and tell your story. Thank
4: you very much, uh, because it, it, it was like after a uh, sort of long time, someone asked about like what you are doing in this campaign, which is really important for us to talk and share our stories it it will help a lot uh,
2: one day i want to go to iran to to visit the match myself and then you know hopefully uh, you will be able to go as well uh, and or uh, women in general yeah
4: yeah hopefully we go together maybe yeah exactly uh, yeah. exactly it would, it would be the best case scenario
2: <laughs> exactly exactly all right thank
4: you very much
2: I really hope that will be possible someday. I would absolutely love to experience Iranian football culture in person. Women will be allowed in the stadiums during the upcoming World Cup. With the tournament being held in Qatar, which is just a two-hour flight from Iran, hopefully lots of Iranian women will be able to support our team there. Earlier this year Iran was drawn into Group B with England, the United States and Wales. It will be a very interesting group, not in the least because of the conflicting history Iran has with Great Britain and especially the United States. Iran qualified for the World Cup with ease and the Iranian people have set high expectations for their team. Here's sports journalist Behnam on Iran and the upcoming World Cup.
1: Maybe maybe in recent years uh, with the increasing of the uh, social pressure and bad ec- economy uh, in recent years, uh, maybe people a-, a little more struggle in daily life, but still a national team are in the heart of the many of Iranians and playing in the uh, World Cup and getting through to the next level of the World Cup are the, a are the very big issue for the Iranians. Uh, Iran national team always have played their best performances in uh, big matches. If you remember Iran in, uh, for example, 2014 in Brazil had a very bad performance against Nigeria, but their matching against Argentina was very high level. In 2018 in Russia against Morocco, we won the match with a Uh, own goal and Iran performance was not very satisfying but uh, against Spain and Portugal uh, we had very good performances so I I don't want to say that Iran could get through to the next uh, round surely all of the matches are very difficult but I think maybe maybe we could surprise them
2: I hope Iran will do well at the upcoming World Cup I want to thank Behnam, Ali, and Sarah for their interviews. Follow this podcast in your favorite podcast app to never miss an episode. And if you want to show your support, please give our podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That actually really helps us. All right. My name is Sam Veralte. Thank you for listening and see you at the next story in the home of football. Hi guys, Frankie here. I just filmed the podcast with 433.
3: I'm Mario Gutsa. My name is Clarence Cedar.
2: Hi, I'm Chetri. I just finished my podcast with
3: 433.
4: Yo, what's going on, with people? It's your boy Andy Barakim, family, aka Mr Beast Mode. I just finished the podcast with 433.
1: Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I
4: am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great place.